Okay, so I've got to warn the listeners because I, I mentioned it before we started the recording, but now I'm actually quite scared about it. Uh, just to warn the listeners, when I opened up a new file, a new audio file to record this, this audio you're hearing now, it was an empty file. It was a brand new file, hadn't pressed record or anything, but there was very faintly little tr- on the track. You could just see like little tiny divots, little ups and downs, basically little waveforms that looked like a very quiet recording had been done on it. Now, because I hadn't recorded anything, I couldn't press play. I couldn't listen to it. So I've recorded (laughs) over it. This might be a sort of our version, like the podcast version of a burial ground scenario where I have recorded over a ghost. I'm picturing this being like um like that movie The Ring or something where mm. like by by keeping this this like bit of audio in the show we're accidentally like you know listen to this episode of the podcast and in 7 days you will I don't know what's a consequence for listening well, to the podcast. Well I'll tell you what's going to happen. It'll be The Ring. What a little a tiny like about the size of an ant a, a tiny little Japanese <laughs> ghost with black hair coming down over its face, so it's all creepy in, like, I don't know, hospital gown or whatever, will crawl out of the speakers of the, the podcast that you're listening to, out the speakers of your iPod or whatever it is your kids listen to, your Zoom HD, and it'll go into your ear and then live in your brain, and then you've got ring brain. See, this is even more... This is even more dangerous than the TV one because the the one with the TV you could at least see it coming because it had to leave the TV and get to you. This this can just climb straight inside your ears. You'll oh, never you, see yeah. it coming. You won't. At least and that's I, a, a a better fate than what becomes of the brains of people who listen to 146 of these. That's true. Actually, if you're a long-term listener, then getting a, a ring ghost going into your head probably won't make a blind bit of difference. We've already fucked it up. Ringo, ring ghosts are kind of like magnets, you see. If they, they, if you reverse <laughs> the polarity on them, they actually can cure you of the madness you've you've ac- accumulated from this is, podcast. Is this is this the thing that we have to do like every 146 or so episodes now? Is yeah. like make sure that we introduce a ring ghost into the recording just every now just and then to, to, to like just to clean the, the whole magnet thing going. We'll yeah. get I we'll get in. Some juggalos and insane clown posse in to explain how it all works. Yeah, I'm I'm picturing the ring ghost like gets into your brain now and goes, "Oh God, some like horrible monstrosity beat me to it and got here first. Look at the mess is, in here. Yeah, this this is an absolute pigsty. I'd better clean up. And you know, by the time it's cleared up, it's like you know what? You know, may, maybe I should go. You know, maybe there's other people I need to go clean up their brains I'm, for. I'm and tired off, of haunting off the ring now. ghost goes to rescue everyone else from Podquisition. I've been doing the vacuuming for three days. I'm too tired to do any haunting. I'm just going to go hang out with the grudge at like a Denny's or something and just chill out. Do you want to know a boring science fact about sound? I always do. Okay, so if you had actually two of those little waveforms and one of them was on one speaker and one was at the other... And you pointed them right at each other and they're exactly the same, but upside down, they would cancel each other out and you wouldn't hear nothing. <gasps> That's, that is the scariest fact we've ever had on this, the Halloween <laughs> oh. special of Podquisition. Is, is, is Halloween soon? Who knows? Everyone with a calendar knows. But, um, Spooky September. Spooky I have a legit... I have a legitimate music question for you now because you said a music thing. Go on. Is that the the how the thing works where like sometimes if you want to have uh if you've got a, a um, piece of music that's stereo and you want to get rid of the the words, you split it into two tracks and invert one of the tracks and then like subtract one track from the other. And because the I, vocals are center mixed, it gets rid of the vocals. Uh, Is that a thing? It might be how that works. I've never looked into it, but it's possible. I mean, it's it's called phase the effect, and it's if there's two sounds that are out of phase, they'll cancel each other out if they're right. very very similar. And All right, I got like, a question then. I got like, a question. If there if the down waveform is going into the up waveform of the other one, you you hear nothing basically. Ooh. If I take, but, but that would imply to me, Laura, you wouldn't hear the the drums in the middle either. So I don't know. If I take my right speaker on my computer and my left speaker on my computer, if I turn yeah. one of them upside down and then just <laughs> hold them next to each other between my head, can I change music for forever? 
No, but your brain ghost will be very happy with it. They like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ring ghosts love mm. upside down music. That's a well-known yeah. fact uh, about them. Gab brings the music facts. I bring the ghost facts. If yeah. you've never tried putting your headphones on upside down, try it. Your music will sound so much better. Yeah, it on, it changes yeah. the shape of the music because all of the sounds get jumbled up That's and all the blood bra- rushes like, ring- to the song's head. Ringo's favorite music is like the Beatles uh, stuff where they turn the lyrics backwards. Is, like the the, is, in, is the that... intro to Slayer albums where it's like... That's a very... That's a very different joke to what I thought you were making. Because when you said that the Ringo, yeah, I was going there as the well. The Beatles. I thought you were yep. making a Ringo, Ringo joke. Yeah. Thomas and Percy went up. I just hell. want to play the drums. We're six minutes into this video game show, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Six minutes in, Hi. and we got to quote in Thomas the Tank Engine. So I'm pretty happy with myself. I think it's been a productive day. I think we could we could close up shop right now. This clapping noise is me closing the book on this episode because it's yeah, done. Yeah, we'll, we'll close we'll, we'll close this episode. and Everything, go out my chicken nuggets. It'll be yeah, great. Anything else we do beyond this point is gravy on top of what I consider a full podcast that you've already had. So be yeah. be be thankful for that. Thank God for me and all that, all that business. And just, hello, just like Laura. add an add an hour onto the counter of how long we've been going, yeah. and that's how long like you 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 should feel like you've that's had. That's how long by you've actually point. had logistically. Yeah, you've actually had an hour and like seven minutes. Yeah. So so pull your but finger. He- out. Hello, Jim. Hello. I think you introduced I me did. at some point in there, and I was busy talking about how long we've been podcasting. I how swept are you? an intro in there. I'm good. I'm I'm feeling on the ball today. Unusually, um, I was I was very tired yesterday. I did no work yesterday. We record on Wednesday, so you'll notice uh, I did. I don't think I did anything on Tuesday. Uh, I, I just gave myself Labor Day since I worked Monday. Um, but today on the ball, got a video up on G2A and its loot boxes. Uh, currently having an argument with people saying, well, Green Man Gaming already did it. I said, yeah, I already said it's not new. I'm just saying it's it's extra gross looking, extra disgusting, because A, G2A is involved and they're scumbags Ooh. of the highest order. Ooh. And B... Uh, the presentation of it with with a fake currency for this website and loot boxes that look like they belong in something like Overwatch or or Rocket League or whatever else. So that was my contention, which if you'd watched the video, you'd have known. Um, And yeah. But but why why bother watching a video when you can just shout? It's a lot easier to make your whataboutist arguments. Uh, if you don't pay yeah. attention, if you don't watch a video, if you don't watch the video, you can say what about blank to anything. Very because true. Because for you, the video didn't cover anything. Very true. Today's podcast is very traditional as well. I want to point that out because well, we are. It's very traditional by the fact it's not introduced, Gavin. That's yet. that's yeah. That was uh, the lead-in for that, uh, Gavin. Hello. Ah, did I, I steal your joke, Jim? <laughs> well, not. I mean apprehended it <laughs> apprehended I, it at the I, train I, station just you know, as it was about I, to board. I swerved in front of it and was like who's left you alone little joke it's okay i'll look after you not realizing that the jokes like parents were right around the corner waiting to pick them up from the station and i accidentally kidnapped the joke oh god i hate that when you accidentally kidnap kids at the train station because you yeah you just you <laughs> sorry i'm sorry i started that joke Destiny or <laughs> Yeah, Gav, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Good. Very refreshed after my week off the internet. Yes, you took a week off. Um yeah. very we, we said on that episode, very wise, uh something yeah. we all should probably do. Um I'm glad it that it's nice. rejuvenated. Uh, zero, zero Twitter, zero internet, zero mm. politics, zero Facebook. It was uh the girlfriend's birthday, so I took her up to Northern Ireland for a week and we Aww. We took a tour to see all the Game of Thrones filming locations. Which yeah, really I, cool. I saw her wearing that Stark esque cloak. That <laughs> yeah. looked. That looked. She, <laughs> oh, she yeah. honestly did look like she belonged in Winterfell with that in the background. Oh, that was she good really stuff. did. Yeah, and that was uh, that was actually one of the sets from the show. And we went nice. to see Winterfell, and we went to see Harrenhal, and we went to see all. And we even met I the Darrells from the show. Did Did you go to a single Game of Thrones location where nobody died? That mm. bit of grass over there, I think. <laughs> yes, we did actually. Yeah, we did. We went to the spot where um, the Starks find the wolves in episode one. 
Oh no! no. Definitely there was a dead direwolf there. The mother was yeah. dead there. Oh well, yeah, she was already dead. You though. can't get anywhere without some something being dead. I mean, yeah, if yeah. we're counting like like if we if we only count murders, like killings. Yeah. Did anyone die wolves. in Rob's camp? Uh, I don't think yes. anyone died in Rob's camp. Yes. Um, Lord Carstark was. Uh, oh, I, sh- I guess it's spoilers. Oh, it's like yeah. season fucking two Careful. and three spoilers. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> people died in Rob Stark's camp. Yeah, there was actually there were like three people on the bus who hadn't seen season seven, and everyone's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Now we can't mention anything about that for the whole day. The guy yeah, was like, like, "You just put your headphones got, in for a minute." I got sympathy for spoilers. I think people go over the top. In, in protecting themselves from spoilers. Uh, and some things are considered spoilers that are not. However, doesn't mean you have to be a dick. Um, so when people go around spoiling season seven and that, uh, you know, that's horse shit. But there that, should be a statute although, of limitations. Although I would add the caveat to that, that like if you're going on a Game of Thrones exactly. tour, yeah, that, all maybe see the latest one. That's the statute of limitations. If you go on the Game of Thrones tour... Yeah. You can't complain if someone tells you about what happened in Game of Thrones. Yeah. For me, oh, saw, it's, if two seasons have happened since Ooh. the thing I'm talking about, statute of yeah. limitations, I could say what I like. Also, if I am on I a I don't tour agree bus, with that. <laughs> if I am on a bus... All right, well, we'll do it as a factor of years. Um, whatever, right? There's a certain point is, is the point I'm trying to make. And certainly on a bus to the set of Game of Thrones is a point. You probably, if you if you were such a big fan that you're off to see it, or maybe, maybe, maybe you're there with family watch it the night before. But yeah. in which case, you don't need to know anyway. Just don't yeah. get on a don't get on a Game of Thrones bus if you don't want to talk about Game of Thrones. Exactly. Be careful of the Game of Thrones bus because if yeah, you because get on the Game of anecdote. Thrones bus, you win or you get spoiled. <laughs> there was one anecdote that because the the tour guides are like uh, extras from the show. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so they 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 actually are really, really cool. And uh, there was one anecdote he couldn't tell us because people would have had the show spoiled for them. Oh no! <laughs> Do not get on the bus. You are officially bad now oh, there, because that's were, that's ruining it. There were two people I, on the second day who had never watched the show, and the the tour guide <laughs> basically weird. was like, "Who hasn't seen Game of Thrones?" And the two people put their hands up, and he's like, "Right, um, it's about two hundred quid for a taxi back to Belfast from here." So. <laughs> I'll let you off at the next stop. <laughs> it's uh, in terms of like spoilers for Game of Thrones. Like I've not, I, I've not watched up to date, but I know what's happened in the new season. I saw spoilers for it. Um, some quite comedically phrased spoilers, but they were spoilers nonetheless. Just like posted on walls when I was in London the other day. There were just God. posters of spoilers wow. on walls you see, in that's London. That's when you're like, being a complete cock. Yeah, yeah. that sucks we- for people who've not seen it yet. But news also... websites are getting really dickish with it as well. Like you wake up the morning after it comes out in America and you haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Oh and yeah, it's yeah. there on fucking like Huffington Post. These massive spoilers. Like I'm Here's glad what we the think season's... about spoiler. I'm glad the season's over because like I can I can look at my main Twitter feed on a Monday morning again. Yeah, um, or they'll be like. They'd be like, "This character died," and this like it's like phrased so that you, they don't take tell you which character, but then they have a fucking picture of the character. Yeah, yeah, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, like um, in, even game websites now that they all do fucking Game of Thrones recaps. Like you got to be wary of them now. Nowhere is safe from a Game of Thrones recap. Nowhere is yeah. safe. And, yeah, and with recaps that's kind of spoilers. why I've gotten to the point of like I know I'm not gonna like watch this season as it is, but like I'm gonna have to be okay with spoilers because they're gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, you're gonna like if you're not gonna watch it as close to immediate. Like we watch it the day yeah. after, typically on uh, HBO now, and yeah. yeah, like you've you've got to be fucking careful because if, you're, cause if, if you your don't. Job- if your job depends on social media, you're fucked, basically. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, I got through this season um, hearing enough on social media mm. just on a Monday before, you know, Alex came in and we watched it. Yeah. Always enough to make an educated guess about what was going to happen, and I yeah. was never wrong. Yeah. Because to be fair, they, they, they try the most... and... Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say. To be fair, this was the most predictable season so far in as everything that 
was that, that happened, you were kind of like, this, yeah, I feel like this is this what's going to happen. This was the season where it's like, we want to do the big end of show stuff, so we kind of just need to put everyone in one place this season so that we can do the things. Yeah, well, I mean, I, in a way, it was always going to have to be that way, because the, the grander the story got, the more you have to condense things. Rain and in, the, yeah. the smaller we, we individuals killed... become. Yeah, like everyone killed everyone in the places where they were, and if they don't go meet up somewhere, then there's going to be like no one for them to have a story with. Yeah, and and we are going to have to stop because that is leading me into a point about the finale that I really want to make, but that's where we get into I'm about to so do a hot take and ruin it. So We, we are I'm now essentially, we are a quarter of the way through what is a video game show. Do we want to talk about some video games? That would help, especially because right. I make fun of many like games outlets for doing Game of Thrones recaps. And here we are. To my credit, this is the first time it's happened, but here we are so, with ten minutes talking to, about Game of Thrones. To be any, fair, to if there's one TV show that, that, that lots and lots of nerdy gamers like, it's going to be Game of Thrones. That that is fair, but to anyone that complains that we go off topic for too long at the beginning of shows, sometimes I'm trying to get us there. L- look at me, I'm I'm pointing the same post at video but, games. But also, you are listening to the the wrongest podcast. You, you're listening to Podquisition, the show where some like I'm pretty sure we've had episodes where we've gone like 40 minutes without mentioning a game. Like that must have I'd happened. I'd be disappointed at some if point. we, I think we did do that once. Yeah. Yeah. So, video games. Yes. Uh, Gav, you played Destiny 2 a little bit this, this week. A little bit, yeah. And actually, the thing that happened, Jim, I was expecting to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And I don't know if it's going to happen at one point where the game decides it hasn't installed completely. Oh, no, no, yeah. no I didn't should we, get should that. We, should we... I Should we open with Jim's thing? Right. Yeah. I've, I, I also have played Destiny 2 today. Like, today. Because I, I, I didn't think to, like... Oh, I guess I could pre-order and preload it, um, which I, I will do sometimes, just because unlike buying it as a as a and as an explicit customer, I'm buying it to do my job, so I know I'm going to get it, so I might as well have it preloaded. I guess um, didn't bother with this. Um, I don't always remember uh, or bother, uh, but I thought, well, fuck, I'll do it early this morning, and maybe there's a. a chance it'll be downloaded uh, on the fucking thing before I uh, record this. So I download it, um, well, I buy it, get it to install, um, and I'm like, okay, this ain't gonna install all the way before we record. But it's doing that thing where there's two different bars, one for when it's ready to play like five minutes before it says it needs to download the rest, and then the rest of it. So I click on it, and lo and behold, when it told me it was ready to play, what it actually meant was it was ready for me to click on it and look at just a prettier installation screen. Uh, how, it didn't how even pretty Destiny that was... 1 did that as well. <laughs> yeah. How pretty was this other installation screen? It was all right. It was, I mean, it was better than the, the standard PS4 so you haven't, one. You haven't actually got to play any of it? Uh, not yet, no, no. Did you play um, the beta, though? Nah, I didn't. didn't Ah, so yeah, didn't did get you play the beta? It. Didn't get round I, to it. I, I, I played like a little bit of it, but oh. not. Okay, not, so I've not played enough to a get lot a good more Destiny Two than anyone. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, which is like it's it's the game of the week that everyone's excited yeah. about. I'm glad we have you here, Gav. How are yeah. you feeling about it so far? Um, pretty much the same as I felt about it after the beta. I really like it. I think it's improved a lot of stuff. You get a lot of loot very fast. You uh, the, the the campaign is structured so far kind of a bit like a Halo game with lots of explosions and big set pieces and different things happening in the story that you're not wondering where the story is. So, yeah, I so, like it. So Everything I've seen so far is... the actually like a story mode? Yes, it actually really <gasps> is. And the, there's oh. like an actual villain who like you, you find out his motivation and... What?! Yeah. This this might be the thing that gets me to like jump back into Destiny. This is, is a turning the story point mode for video is actually game a narrative. story mode. Now, admittedly, not the most original or or like wonderfully written dialogue it's ever, Bungie. but it's not it's not bad. You know, it's, it's, it sounds like Bun like Bungie do. Good, they're good at lore. They're good at yeah. world building. Uh, when it comes to the the on screen talky talky, it's not bad. It's just very. Like you say, very very standard. Not not the most original or dynamic. It's fine, yeah. but I'm glad yeah. there is a story this time. And and as far as I can tell, Dominus, the the main bad guy, is uh, 
if I'm right in thinking this, he sounds like he's played by the same guy who does Kratos, so he's got that big oh, nice. Ooh. And of course he's called a dominant gravelly voice. Yeah. I'm, I am looking forward to giving it a go. Uh, my thoughts on the first Destiny are somewhat notorious, because um, that is, I think that was the most viewed review I ever wrote. Um, <laughs> oh, well, what did either you give that it? Either that Dungeon Keeper Mobile. I f- oh, God, it was on Escapist fucking star system that I Did you absolutely to rip it to shreds with something like a seven? Um, it was lower on the scoring threshold than that. Um, I, I don't know what the numerical equivalent was, but I was not saying it was a good game at all. Uh, yeah. And I ended up being one of the first reviews as well. So um, I don't like getting attention for doing like negative reviews like that. Uh, I'd much rather it when people are like, oh, look at that game he really liked. Um, so it always makes me uncomfortable. But uh, I am looking forward to trying this one out when uh, probably this afternoon this, now. This one kind of feels to me so far, and it's far too early to say this concrete, but to me so far, it feels like what I was hoping the first one would be. If you get me, mm. I, I get you. Because like, that's what the, the first... fucking trailer looked like. I was like, this is a Destiny I want to play. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the th- the thing with Destiny is like I always liked the idea of Destiny, and there were interesting things going on with it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like I was having to fight the game at times to find the bits that were fun or the bits that I was, you know, expecting yes. going in. It yeah. wasn't for me, uh, and I think I'm in agreement with you on this. It was not worth the effort. Like the stuff that it was doing well was not worth what you had to go I... through to get there. Yeah, like the times when I was enjoying that game, I felt like I was having to fight to get to those sometimes. Yes. And yeah. that was like, it, it's not a great thing to get you coming back to an online connected game. Yeah, I could I could be getting more consistent enjoyment with less like demanded of me. Uh, and and yeah. I could easily go and play those games instead. Uh, that was and where I was not, with Destiny. Yeah, and like that's not to say that it wasn't like really good when it was good. It just had its like up and downs. And it has the best, to me, the best shooting mechanics on a console. And the second one's no exception to that rule with Bungie. It it is a very tightly made shooter mechanically God, I'm looking forward just, to you know it now. This is, I'm, I'm actually a know, little bit eager to to play it based on on gav talking about it also a pretty old argument but it is a pity they couldn't get it to run at 60 fps on the ps4 pro i would have liked that because it does feel um, that little bit chunky and 30 you know do, do you know if it does if it runs at 60 on pc it oh it does yeah uh, oh, yeah, any, no anyone I've spoken to actually was really impressed with the PC port for the beta, so I'm probably going to get it on PC when it comes out and move over. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. as far as I know, Activision and Bungie don't typically fuck about with uh, PC stuff. Certainly not to the degree of like a Warner Brothers or like mid to late 2000s Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, closer to late 2000s Ubisoft. Um but I was going to make another point about that. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that sometimes their Call of Duty is a shit, but yeah. Um, I think Destiny 2 on PC has to be good. I mean, it has to be well optimized because, like, it's an MMO, really, and, yeah. and PC is yeah. the place where people really get obsessed with That would be a that, tremendous you know? fuck-up, like, more than yeah. your average PC port if, if the PC yeah. version of, of Destiny 2 was Like, shit. much more so now than if the latest COD is a shit PC port. People are kind of being like, People will almost be expecting that. Yeah, that, yeah. That, you know? at, at, at this point, COD is one of those things that, like, it might come to PC, but it's a console. It's game. home as consoles. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it has a. PC Although to version, be fair, but... COD runs at sixty frames on consoles, so you know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And I it's mean... as as technically good looking as Destiny, so I don't, I don't really know what the problem was. Old engines, I think. Like, yeah. like Call of Duty famously uh, recycles the engine powering the game and all that business. Yeah. So um, that they can pump them plus out they, you know, every they typically long. Yeah, and they typically run them. I think, um, this is me drawing from old uh, stories I used to write and read back in the old blogger days, but uh, I believe their games, at least up to a point, had always been 720 rather than 1080, which allowed them also to, to get them running nicer. Um... Actually, I take that back. Destiny 2 is better looking than any card game I've seen. 
so far. I don't know what the new COD game's going to look like, but it probably won't. Destiny look much Two has nicer old. lighting and stuff. I was, yeah. I mean, de- I, I, I would be surprised if Destiny Two looked as good as your average card because mm-hmm. the average card, like, I don't, I don't shit on their graphics just because I've always argued that I'd rather a game run better, run smoother, yeah. be more fluid than look pretty. Uh, I would rather have a few less effects and get something at 60 frames, you know? Yeah, exactly. And COD's never been bad looking. It's always, you know, it's always been up there with the better looking games. It's just maybe not quite Battlefield. It's a bit like like Valve with Source back when Valve made games. Uh, You know, they use older engines and just sort of improve those. Uh, yeah. And you rely on design, like level design and character design and set pieces and pacing uh, to make the games more exciting and thrilling rather than just relying on some brand new engine with the latest special effects and tessellated this and that and, and individual hair strands on Lara Croft <laughs> Actually, uh, going the full Square Enix route. Speaking of that... Um... We're probably going to get onto this anyway, but I just played the Uncharted, the Lost Legacy game. Yeah, I was going to shepherd us over to this in a minute. Speaking of sexy fucking visuals, wow! Um, good lord, if, that is a good looking game. If if you if, if there's one thing you can say about uh, Naughty Dog on the Uncharted games, my good, my goodness, they are visually spectacular. Yeah. Like even though- I think. I think you... the moment I realised how nice they looked was uh, in the Lost Legacy. Uh, right near the beginning, I was running across some rooftops in the rain. Oh yeah. And yeah. I paused, and like rotated the camera around. At the city. And yeah. all of the individual raindrops were like still in position in the air, and I could rotate around and be like, Oh, oh. yeah. I I can rotate around Did and you... take pictures. And I'm a sucker for good like, rain oh. in games. Oh, yeah. the Lost Legacy has some. Fucking insanely good looking rain. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. need to like that's been on the back burner. I don't, I don't not want to try it, but with some other you stuff know, I'm juggling, uh, it's on the it, back burner. Yeah. But I'm, it, I'm, I need to get into it. It was actually uh, my favorite Uncharted game. I liked it I more would, than I would uh, agree with that. I like Chloe more than Nathan. I think she's a more interesting and fun protagonist, and she's not. Uh, her her dynamic with Nadine is fucking great. It's for real. me, it's it's a good length for an Uncharted because yeah. by being a bit shorter, it it packs all of the exciting, interesting bits of an Uncharted and just kind of cuts out any of the the the, the low moments and yeah. just kind of goes bang, bang, bang. We're doing an Uncharted adventure. Yeah. No. It, it, did you finish it? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, really good stuff. And I've never been the hugest fan of that series. I don't know why. It just never grabbed me the way, like, say, The Last of Us did. There are other. I, games, I think but... part of it was just there was nothing that really excited me about Nathan Drake. Yeah. He he, he wants to go get the treasure. Yeah. Whereas, Dang. like, I kind of preferred, like, our protagonists here were a bit. You know, they were off doing their treasure hunting thing, but they just. I don't know. They grabbed me a bit better. Chloe's just such a fucking badass. Chloe, Chloe, Chloe's so good. <laughs> and I like that uh, they gave her a backstory in this one and that they, they went way more into her character, which was really cool. And Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's one of those, like, I don't think it's... I don't feel like this game is revolutionary in any huge way. No. But it is an incredibly good, polished, tight version of what it wants to be. Yeah, it's like a really it, short, yeah. refined version of, of Uncharted 4. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, have you got like, have you not got like 20 plus hours? Mm. Here's a good Uncharted game that's not that long. Mm. How long did it? I think it took me about like probably eight to 10 hours, I think. Yeah, like it's still a decent length, but it's 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 a it's a darn sight shorter than a full Uncharted. Like mm. it. It doesn't have that, like, point in the middle where it's like, oh, here's where I go off to do this next act of the story quite as much. So I feel like there's always that turning point in Uncharted games where it's like, okay, I reached the midpoint, time to go do a different thing to what I initially thought the objective was. And I want to I shout out those games as well because they have so many features and options in them that make brand new gamers uh, feel at home. Like... They have an option that the camera will follow wherever you aim the character, and that's awesome because then 
if someone's getting used to the twin sticks, mm. you know, if they've never played a game <laughs> with twin sticks, it can be really hard to get used to that, you know. And uh, this is one game I can get my girlfriend to play. Woo! Yay! There's yeah. also, like, if you like... If, you, if you're like me and like taking nice screenshots from games without, oh, yeah. like... Of just, like, scenery and things... Yeah. Uh, one of the things you can do in the photo mode is turn off the character model mm. of wherever you're paused. And it makes it so nice to get good desktop backgrounds. Those friggin' Ganesh statues. I, t- I spent, like, an oh, hour gosh. doing photos on those. <laughs> it, it is really nice for just, like, going around being a, a video game photographer. Yeah. Um, uh, I will add though that like like every Uncharted game, I found that mechanically it, it it was a little bit lacking. Like the physics are kind of floaty, and the platforming is never really that satisfying because it's so idiot proof. And also the shooting, like in every Uncharted game, I've always found kind of floaty and unwieldy. So I always just put on the you know that snap to aim thing they have oh, as one yeah, of the yeah. options. It's funny, it's the only game I use that on, but only because I find the shooting so unsatisfying in all the Uncharted games. Because the enemies can be quite spongy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's not anything necessarily revolutionary, but it's it's really good. I it, yeah. it, it, I might agree with Gavin say that it's my favourite Uncharted. It's, it's yeah. just a good in- Uncharted. Uh, I think the only other game we've got as a group this week is Jim. You've played some Knack too, have you? Yeah, yeah, I played that Knack all up. How's, how's that Knack? Yeah, I'm like. Did you get the Knack of in. it? Uh, it's better than the first one, which is faint praise. The first one I gave uh, one of the top ten shittiest games of that year award to because uh, it was dreadful. Uh, this one is better. Uh, it's got better platforming. It's got better combat balance, so the weird difficulty spikes that people have complained about while still being an insipid children's game uh, has been reduced. Uh, it is still trying too hard to be Pixar, and the biggest problem with Knack, the first one, is still in this one, and that is that Knack, the character, is shit. It is a I, shit... I... Not, not in terms of personality, <laughs> even, which is... I mean, it's just... It, he doesn't have one. Uh, he's do, just do you not, a guy. Do you not find yourself endeared to character with no personality that is a bunch of geometric shapes magically held together? Here's the thing, right? It's not the personality. It's it's the character as a, as a playable video game avatar. He is shit. He has got <laughs> a shit dodge. He has got a shit block. Like, he has got lag on his block. Like... Like, extra steps needed to block something, so timing is always just a slight step off. His dodge is useless. It is short, and it, again, has delay before and after. Useless for evading things. It's not like the game is difficult. Like, you can get through it, but you just take, like, annoying hits. Like, hits where you're like, this feels like bullshit. And and as far as his, like, offensive capabilities go, Knack is shit. He has got, like... Three punches. I mean, they even make fun of it in the game. She's like, you're not going to get very far. you got three punches and a kick. Here, let me give you a fourth punch. Uh, like, his, his, the unlocking of power is so fucking, like, slow. And it's not, the, the stuff you unlock isn't even all that good. So far, like I said, I'm about three or four chapters in. Um, but for the time I've been playing it, which is not inconsiderate, uh, Knack feels a lot like he did in the first one, and he felt shit. Like, the range of his attacks, his punches, he doesn't even extend his arms out the whole way, it doesn't look like. And if he is, like, I could punch farther, fucking further than that. Uh, he's got special attacks, like, you know, hold down the punch, and he'll do a flurry of punches, which means he will stand there, just flailing around, and you can't move him when he starts, you can only stop the attack and dodge, so it's useless, because... Like, if you're just standing there pummeling in the mid, like, mid-air, hoping something walks into your fists, um, like, that's the only way to use it. Otherwise, you'll just get shot or hit in the back. Because Knack is shit. He's a shit character. He is not fun to play as. It's Why only because is, um... the level design around him is, is well-crafted that the game is still paradoxically fun to play. The platforming stuff is decent. And in those moments where the combat... Like, you get the right combination of enemies to where they're not the, like, more annoying enemies. 
you're like, okay, I can see the nucleus of a fun game here, and I'm enjoying myself, uh, and and it's a a forgettable but entertaining enough little romp, but playing as Knack, like it is a wrestle to continue liking it, and I'm getting more tired of him as I keep playing. The game itself, in terms of quality, remains pretty good, but I'm getting more and more tired of this worthless protagonist, this mechanically awful protagonist. I'm just wondering why this game exists. Did anyone want Anak 2? Did the first one even sell well? I get the feeling. I get the feeling some people at Sony have a real soft spot for this, and like the IP, and consider it something worth turning into a good game. I think there's no... I don't think they're under any illusion that they thought the first one was particularly good. I mean, it was clearly a launch title, and even um, Shuhei Yoshida, when I was, like, making rampant fun of it on Twitter, and he replied, he didn't deny the first one was shit. Uh, he All he did was try and assure me that the second one was better. Uh, and mm. he was right, but that kind of personal assurance speaks... Uh, it, it tells me that there are people at Sony who have a real sort of soft spot for Knack as an IP and consider it... I mean, it's certainly one of the few kid-friendly things they got going um, mm. with any degree of oomph to it. So, my, Did my, he like my... Pokemon Evolve or something? I'm looking at the difference between Knack 1 and 2 here. He's got... He's like tiny in... in, in one picture and he's huge with all red shit all over him in, uh, in both games he can do that he starts off as a all little right. thing and you, he you beat stuff up and the stuff attaches to you uh, and you okay. get bigger yeah he's made stuff. out of so-called relics which are just yeah. little circles and triangles and then the more relics yeah. he picks up the bigger he gets well, it can lead to some interesting kind of a cool puzzles. idea oh yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah i mean that's part it's a of, nice concept it's part of why i like knack 2 still even though i think the protect his double jumps are shit as well uh it, it's a, even though I'm not having fun controlling Knack, I'm still having odd fun playing the game because they use that mechanic nicely. Uh, there are some fun puzzles, uh, and they introduce um, as you go on. Uh, they give like little extra abilities that help in puzzles, like he absorbs some iron uh, at one point, so he gets covered in metal spikes and balls as well as the usual ones. And when he discards them to turn into a little guy a statue version of him remains made out of just the iron, which can be used to like weigh things down and stuff like that. So there's some really, not overly complex or overly clever puzzles, but fun to do. Uh, they don't take a great deal of thought, but they're satisfying to pull off. Uh, and so that's where I'm at with Knack. It's, a, it's an all right, bordering on good game, but they really... I. I don't know why Knack controls and feels the way he does to play as. Uh, Sony's better than that. They're better than a protagonist who feels this terrible. The fact that yeah. you dodge with the right stick only emphasises the fact that you people published God of War. You can do combat. You can make a good protagonist. My, my feeling about Knack is that I feel like Sony wanted to basically have their, their replacement for Crash Bandicoot because... Uh, who is it? Who is it that publishes uh, Crash Activision Bandicoot now? Activision have him now. Activision, yeah. So I think it's like, hey, we lost Crash Bandicoot. We want our mascot platformer. Okay, we'll launch the PS4 with Knack. It didn't sell great, but we'll try again. We'll try and make Knack a thing again. And then in the year between, it's like, oh, <laughs> Activision released the remaster of Crash Bandicoot, and now no one cares about our mascot platformer because there's a much more popular mascot <laughs> platformer on our. Platform. I mean, that implies many Crap. people care to begin with. Um, Knack, Knack, Knack was never destined yeah. for greatness. No, uh, he was never destined for greatness, no. but like their attempts to continue to try and push him for greatness, I think, were inevitable. It was inevitable they were going to fail when they yeah. had a mascot platformer that people knew and cared about the brand for in the same year. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I'm getting podquisition inspiration for videos again. Uh, a, a study of why Knack is not good um, is. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we can keep, you yeah. know, prompting ideas for work for but you. As a character, I mean, he's not appealing. Like, you've got Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Orange, right? You've always got to say he's a marsupial because whenever any editorial talks about him and, and marketing, they always say marsupial. Um, so you've got an orange marsupial in jeans, 
possibly jean shorts. I can't quite remember now. Who goes? I think I'm pretty sure it was jorts. Yeah, maybe jorts. He's running around. Whoa! Got his mask, jumping on turtles, and then you've got knack. First of all, he's called knack. That no, no, knack isn't catchy. I forgot for a minute that was his character's name. Yeah, he's called knack. Like you, you are not going to have kids like talking about how much they love knack. Oh, let's play in the playground. I'll be knack. I'll be knack. Look at my knack action, my knackchen figures, right? <laughs> it's not going to catch on. He's got no personality. His double jumps are shit. He ain't going to catch on. He's not. He's the bing of mascot platformers. <laughs> knack is the bing of mascot platformers, and there's our title for this episode and also the Jimquisition I'm going to do on it. I've got to remember to write that down now so that we don't forget it before we publish the episode. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, forgive me while I write down the note because I've got to remember to do what, what? What was it you said? I've already forgotten. Knack is, Knack of is platformers, the mascot thing platformers. of mascot platformers. God, like, that's the best thing I've ever like, said. When when you install a new platformer on your PS4, it asks you, do you want to uh, make <laughs> Knack your default platformer? Please, please take this game for free and make it your default platformer. Oh my god, yeah. I could get Justin to put, like, he could make that. Oh god, this is going to be a good video. Um, so anyway, that's Knack 2. It is better. It is leaps and bounds better, to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that they, they basically built a better game around a shit playable character, but they didn't... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like they improved the character very much. And kind I of think a pity that the people that, who made God of War are, are stuck making two of these, though. Well, I'm like, if if they'd have really like improved the combat, and I know they're capable of it, I think this would have been a fantastic game. Like, I, I could easily see this getting your eights, maybe your nines. But for me, at least, it all hinges on the fact that the protagonist is not very fun to control. He's just simply not fun to control. Is the same uh, studio making Dad of War? Uh, I don't know. I can't even remember who the fuck's making that to. I'll have to look it up later. I just bought it and played it. Uh, I don't remember. It. Someone. Someone made it. Some, some, some people guys. put their lives into this. Uh, do we do we want to talk about some news for a bit before we, yeah, before we wrap up? Because we've done, we done some what we've been playing and stuff. Uh... Oh, the biggest That's quite piece extensive, of gaming. actually. Quite extensive talk about the games and that yeah. for those that complain we, that we haven't been doing it. There you go. How's we, that? We, we did Choke some pretty on good it. talking about games. Uh, <laughs> and we'll have a lot by... more Destiny 2 to talk about next week as well. Yeah, once we've actually had a chance to like play it properly. And if mine is downloaded like... by then. If it's not it... still installing on Jim's <laughs> I mean, with Comcast PS4. and everything, <laughs> you never fucking yeah. know. Uh, so the biggest piece of gaming news by far this week... Mario. If if you talk about the character of Mario, what what things do you think of about him? You know, he's got overalls. He's got a moustache. He wears oh, a right, hat. right, this thing. Okay, I'll, I'll be uh, the canary down the coal mine. Yeah, he's a plumber, isn't he? Yeah. <gasps> it's funny you say that, Jim. He's not a plumber anymore. What? I know. Do you still have... Have you got at all lightheaded or anything there, Jim? You okay? No, actually, I uh, I stopped well within my parameters on that one. Okay. So, Gav can uh... attest that I stopped well within my parameters on that one. Having been at the... the um, Having been on panels with Jim, I can... Yeah, he definitely... He get, he went easy on us there. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so... Mario's not a plumber anymore, and suddenly, like, everything I thought I knew about this character... <laughs> Is ruined. Well, he's he a is... horrendous fucking evil body snatcher now, isn't he? He's like that's it. Yeah, he is Pazuzu yeah. basically. He got so pissed off after getting another restraining order from Princess Peach that he just became a complete utter psycho and went to yeah. the dark arts and learned. Honestly, it turned out. Snatch. It turned out after all these years, as well as the plumber revelation, that Mario's a stalker and Bowser and Peach are actually quite happily married. He's been forging all those threatening letters that Bowser leaves. Yeah. 
That's why the princess is in another castle, because she's at Bowser's home, their marital home. Mario, you fuck. Yeah. So this, this story and he leaves came nasty up. messages in their letterbox calling Bowser a chad. Yeah. The only reason he became a plumber was so that he could go do their pipes. Oh. So like, this story felt like it came out of nowhere. It was just like a bio that got updated on Nintendo's Japanese website where it's like, Mario was apparently a plumber once upon a time. And then I stopped and thought about it. I was like, you know what? I don't remember the last time that Mario did anything to do with actual plumbing. Yeah, when was the last time you saw Mario covered in shit? Yeah, and like, on top of that, how many times has he saved the uh, the Princess Peach at this point? Let's let's very low-end estimate say like half a dozen. Yeah. After you've saved a member of the royal family half a dozen times... You'd think you'd get hired onto like personal bodyguard detail, like you know, you're just on permanent least, retainer in case you need to save yeah. her. At the very least, you're partnered into the plumbing company. At the yeah. very least, you're not yeah. you're not under sinks doing pipes anymore. I I feel like it makes a lot of sense that he's rescued the princess enough times that like he's probably been financially rewarded enough that he doesn't need to work he's, anymore. He's pretty much and, secret service at this point. Yeah. And the fact that he's paid so well and, you know, only needs to work when there's a kidnapping explains why he has all this time for fighting tournaments and races and sports and, and all the jobs. other shit he does. He's got a PhD. Yeah. How did he have time to get his PhD? It was probably funded by, by you know, the royal family's piggy bank. I mean, ultimately, he started as a carpenter. He was a tradesman at heart. Started as a carpenter in the Donkey Kong years. Essentially dabbled in plumbing. And then became a race car driver, a doctor, a tennis player. A brief, player, brief career player. in um, in turtle taxidermy. Turtle taxidermist, painter, um, again, professional hero. But he doesn't have to do that. He does that once every few years. And then he's got to fill the time somehow. So what is he now, Laura? Uh, they have not said. He is now just... Didn't they just say they, he was a bit of everything? he's not he, a plumber He says that he does a bit of everything. He does a bit of everything, and once upon a time he was a plumber. Yeah, they're like, but, he's, but he's, he's done all the well, Maybe he's just like a more general handyman now. Like, he can do your plumbing, I, but he can also like I said, like, he, fix your he's, fireplace. He is skilled in carpentry and plumbing. We know this all. They're given. Um, mm. He's probably and got, jumping. like, full trades. I, I think he just went for an early retirement and now he just kind of spends his time doing leisure activities with I with mean, his friends. He's earned it. He's earned it. Things. If I'm quite honest, he's earned it. None of those pipes are blocked. He also, goes down them all the time. Like, to, it, once you've gone to space and flown about the galaxy, like, weightlessly, I imagine it's quite hard to be like, oh, I just saw the infinite majesty of flying through the galaxy... Now I'm going to go Let's back go underneath back a shitty, like shitty, shitty U-band. Yeah. Stuart Lee, Stuart Lee, the comedian who I'm a, a, a fan of, quite fond of, did a great bit about that once, talking about Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong and that. Like, how do you go back to normal life after you've been on the moon? Um, and his, his problem with that train of thought was that you can also apply that to fucking a pig, hello, Mr. Cameron, where you can't go on a... Like, someone will tell you about their day, and very much like if you were on the moon, you would have to think... I have fucked a pig. What you are saying doesn't matter anymore because I have gone beyond that. And that is why going to the moon and fucking a pig are the same thing. Ergo, Mario's probably done both. That's a bit like how I felt this week when I came back to Twitter and saw everyone fighting about game journalism again. And it's like, you know what? I just saw the Game of Thrones locations. Fuck Twitter and turned it off. <laughs> Ah, so what else do we have on the on the docket for the week? Um, have we any thoughts oh. on that rumor of um, a Bethesda Game of Thrones thing? Oh no, that was like confirmed to not be a thing. I'm kind of glad um, that's not a thing, honestly. I yeah, don't so want that. to summarize what was going on, there was a listing on tar- that appeared to be on Target's website in America that uh, was called something like Bethesda Game of Thrones, and everyone was like. <gasps> Is it this, real? Um, and this... it turns out like it was a spoof URL and Target were like, no, that's that's mm. not a product. Mm-hmm. No. The other the other rumor going around does <coughs> sorry. <laughs> I just choked on it on it's a not a good rumor, apparently. Choked on a Gavascon. Dark wings, um, dark words. 
There's a rumor to be doing some space thing called like um what was it Starfield I think. And oh yeah, that, that that rumor of a Bethesda space thing's been going around for quite some that, time. That that could interest me. I yeah, Skyrim like, Skyrim in space. I'll take that. I like their game mechanics and I like sci-fi sort of space settings. I'd be mm. up for for that definitely. Mm. It's funny that I like Bethesda well enough when they're not making ridiculous moves like with their creation kit. Um, I like them well Did enough. Did you guys I... talk about that last week? Because holy shit, people uh, are I mean, angry I, I did a whole Inquisition on it. I know that much. Oh, okay. I, did, I did an extra special one. I did it on a Thursday. Dude, this is what happens when you're away from the internet for a week. You <laughs> I just came back and everyone's raging about mods. I'm like, woo! Yeah, they uh, they dropped more than the ball on that one. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like I like Skyrim a lot, and I like uh, Fallout a lot. Uh, I like Bethesda's work a lot, uh, and I love Game of Thrones. Like, I don't. I don't bring it up as much as the other things I'm really into, but Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones, like, deep in on that. And somehow the marriage of Bethesda and Game of Thrones does nothing for me. Like, I'm not... I I wouldn't be against it. It's just I could not be a singlest fuck. The only company who I think could make a great Game of Thrones thing already did the best fantasy game of this generation. So let's let them move on to Cyberpunk. Topware. (laughs) <laughs> ah, so other things we had this week uh, Oh, you know there's all those like Chancer lawsuits that always happen against Nintendo Where people are like, oh I totally came up with the Wii It was my idea and it never goes those anywhere Those things that Didn't demonstrate that one? patent law is a piece of shit Yeah, you know, mm. all of those like bullshit lawsuits about like I came up with the idea first I want like money for every single Wii that sold Or... Or like we came up with the eight directional fucking controller thing, so no one else can use that. Yeah, yeah. so it's a bit of the karma current there. state of patent law is the knack of current states of law. <laughs> so <laughs> these these are always like usually they they come up and nothing ever happens of them and no one gets any like you know money out of them. Nintendo lost a lawsuit for the design of the Wii. Yes, yes, yeah, they did a pet they, somehow. Th- there was a te- uh, a lawsuit in Texas where a company that basically makes like the main thing that they they use this tech for is they created accelerometer tech, basically so that like if an old person falls to the ground, it the the device would sense the movement and like you know be able to ring someone and be like, hey, your nan fell down. And they came up with this accelerometer tech, and obviously the execution is for something very different. It's sensing someone falling to the ground versus movements left, right, whatever direction, pointer, all the things put together in a controller. But they sued Nintendo, and initially they were after, I think they wanted they wanted something like $3 for every single Wii sold. <laughs> and they didn't get, that would have been an- they, they didn't get that. But a, a court in Texas has awarded them ten million dollars. Wow! And Nintendo, not bad for doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know what? I'm not. I'm not saying there's a universal karma that flows between all things, but <laughs> they did try and patent the D-pad. Yeah, I'm gonna say this. That's fair. <laughs> I'm gonna say this about Nintendo, right? Nintendo, and this is for all of Nintendo's fans who, uh, you know think I hate Nintendo and hate me for being biased against Nintendo and are angry at me because I once said that it's morally okay to pirate all of Nintendo's games, right? I just want to point out, I won my $10 million lawsuit. Oh, burn. It's a shame this microphone's attached to an arm because I can't drop the fucker. (laughs) Well, you can drop it, it just won't fall. Hang on, hang on. Did you disconnect it just to drop it? (laughs) No, I pushed the arm down and got one of my fingers trapped in the arm. <laughs> Fucking ow. So, ow. You know what? I'm going to have Nintendo to stay off Twitter another week now because you said that. Because I had someone absolutely lose their shit at me over YouTube mocking Nintendo. <laughs> Reminder, oh, don't the... shout oh. at Gav for things that Gav didn't say. If Gav didn't say it, don't shout at Gav to shout at us because he won't pass it on. He'll just yeah. be that annoyed that you shouted at him. Completely lost their shit. Called me a clickbait whore or something <laughs> of the like <laughs> because of that discussion Charming. that happened on Podquisition and blocked uh, me. <laughs> so, well, for that person, this is just for that one person. I am incredibly sorry. I'm incredibly sorry that I did that, uh, that I upset you in that way, 
and I'm so penitent about it. For the next 10 minutes, I will not pick up the SNES controller that is attached to my Raspberry Pi. Oh. Hey, I, oh. I, you know what I find funny about this I'm, whole Nintendo thing, bridges. though? What's funny about this whole Nintendo like, thing? <laughs> Nintendo have put out one game, really, in the last year, and we have put so much praise on that game on this podcast. <laughs> I, I think they, they did arms as well. Game. They did arms. They had Splatoon 2. They had, uh, they had Zelda. They had Mario Bros. No, Rabbids. There's only one that I care about. Okay. That's what I meant. Okay. There. But we heaped praise on it. Yeah. The, and, some on people the, did. And, and on the Switch. I, we were I administered, nice about the Switch. I administered measured praise for it. I I still think seven out of ten is praise. No, it is. It yeah. is. I, it's just I didn't I didn't heap praise on it. I gave it due praise. As as a trio collectively, <laughs> our amount it. of it's praise not... was a, a collective heap. Oh, it's absolutely, not, yeah, not collectively. My... Not my favourite open world game of the year, but it was definitely one of them. <laughs> uh, See, so, yeah, just having a look. Uh, Nintendo is apparently going to try and fight this lawsuit. They they think it's a bit bullshit that oh, no they've doubt. been ordered yeah. to pay it ten million. It sounds a bit bullshit, to be it, honest. It does. It like be. It's a court in Texas. Like yeah. by default, you should probably <laughs> just appeal, F- fighting, just to see if you can. Fighting Nintendo's corner slightly, I would argue that like. The tech might be the same, but this is clearly a very different application of the tech. It's it's not like there was a different company making TV remote shaped motion sensing controllers for game consoles first. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, like I agree, it's bullshit, and I've I've spoken many times about copyright, trademark, patent law. There needs to be so many improvements made to those laws to reflect the world we're actually in now, not the world that was there when they were created. However, knowing that these are companies that don't give a shit about anyone but themselves, and knowing that, as we already discussed, these corporations would do it themselves if they could Mm. and have done when they can, I don't feel inclined to fight in their corner for it. Um, Although I completely agree with what you've said, um, my overall view on it is fuck them, let the patent trolling assholes duke it out amongst themselves. That is... Until the law itself yeah, is fixed. That is, that's where the fix needs That is be. very, very fair. Um, other than that, I think we had a couple of other bits of news this week. Um, oh, there's there's a physical re-release of Street Fighter 2 for the Super NES that's, that's happening, and the box that it comes in warns you that if you put it in a in a Super Nintendo, you're putting yourself at risk because your Super Nintendo might catch fire because Super Nintendos are old, and if you put a Super Nintendo game in a Super <laughs> Nintendo, you might make it catch fire and burn your house oh, down. No. And you might burn down everything you've ever loved. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> thank you luck. for buying this physical re-release of Street Fighter 2. Now whatever Burning you down do, don't everything play you it. ever loved, just like Nintendo. Oh, oh. All right, the, the next time you get some weird bastard going off on you on Twitter, that's on it's you. My that own one's fault. on you. <laughs> it's my own fault. I'm just bitter because I couldn't get a SNES Mini. No one got a SNES Mini. No one. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. That's a weird thing that happened. And, and by uh, the way, the reason I wanted a SNES Mini is because I love all those Nintendo games. Yeah, I, I think that's why everyone wanted one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I think. I think people wanted to buy it because they like Nintendo's things and wanted to give Nintendo money to have the things. <laughs> and Nintendo was like, nah. Uh, nah. Oh, we did. Uh, we did that. have. We did have one last thing that I think was interesting. Um, did you both play and/or enjoy Catherine when it came out? Um, played no. it. I played some of it. I. It, Absolutely nothing about it appealed to me, so I gave it a skip. Catherine is one of those games that I would have... Basically, the day I bought it, if I was running the Junquisition.com back then, ten minutes after I bought it, you, Laura, would have had a message in your inbox saying, (laughs) are you reviewing this for anybody else? (laughs) Uh, it, It was one of those, it's not that I hate it, it's just so clearly not for me. Yeah, that's that's fair. So this this may like not be super new, uh, big news for either of you, but like for people listening, it seems like a Catherine sequel is being teased. Um, 
the long and short of it is that um, Atlas put out a Japanese uh, language like recruitment video because basically they're trying to hire a bunch of staff to work on a new project. And the beginning of Catherine is hosted in this thing called the Golden Playhouse where it's like, oh, this is the sort of framing structure for the for the game. And there's this woman with a very large afro who introduces everything. And this same framing device was used for this recruitment video, which ended with like a tease of this sort of framing narrator character from Catherine talking about when it was going to be her turn to be in a game again. So it hmm. seems like they might be gearing up a team to make another Catherine game. I wouldn't be overly surprised from... I, I mean, I, I know it didn't set the world on fire at the market, but it had a big cult following. Yeah, the people that, that like that game super love base. it. Like, if you put out, you know, the original Catherine remastered alongside a sequel, it would sell. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it got, it's got anime titties in it, doesn't it? So it's It does sell. indeed have anime titties. That doesn't hurt. Um, it's one of those games where so long as you're budgeting, budgeting right, and so long as you are not, like, making more copies than you need. Yeah. Uh, similar to Demon's Souls, it'll do all right. Demon's Souls has always been my, my, my golden benchmark, like, the standard of how to do these games right. How a publisher can put out a game that is not some big AAA worldwide smash hit success and not lose bank. Because you just budget fucking accordingly, you idiot. I am borderline innumerate. I'm so bad at, like, numbers. Like, I, I struggle to conceive numbers sometimes, right? And I can work that simple math out. Yeah, it does seem pretty simple maths. Like, it doesn't seem Sorry, like Sorry, I apologise for turning the Catherine news into another big rant about no, no, unrelated it, things. It's, it's but... one of those, like, it was a very good rant and I didn't couldn't think of anything to add to it. I was like, yes, good <laughs> good rant, Jim. Good rant indeed. Thank you. Cheerio, good a rant. Ranty today. <laughs> Quite ranty today on the podcast. but so, uh, Sometimes you just got to get the rants out, I think. Um, you do, you do. Uh, last little bit of quick news, something that I was very excited by. I honestly don't know how either of you feel about the earlier games in the series, but there's a new No More Heroes coming to the Switch. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Travis's... Travis Travis Strikes Back, No More Heroes. Travis Strikes Back. Uh, and it it seems like the gimmick is... Travis Travis is like living in a in a trailer and someone's a bit pissed off because, you know... Travis is an assassin. He killed a bunch of people. Some people are going to be a bit pissed off about yeah. that and try and kill him. And Travis and this, you know, this person who's a bit vengeful get accidentally sucked into a games console. And basically <laughs> it's going to be a No More Heroes game where the bosses that you have to take down to escape the games console are indie game characters. Which is an interesting concept because, like, one of them we know about is, like, at some point you'll fight Shovel Knight... I'm wondering... Shovel Knight, he's just going to be in everything. I, I'm really wondering, like, how gory is Suda51 <laughs> yeah. going to be allowed to be with, like, is he going to be able to slice off Shovel Knight's head and a geyser of blood comes out? I'll say this, it might be the reason why they're indie characters and not Crash Bandicoot and Knack. Yeah. Uh, it might be that indie <laughs> developers are going to be a lot less protective and a lot more... Go for Possibly. it. Possibly. So, uh, like, it. yeah, it's going to be Tra Travis, like, racing this this other killer to go kill a bunch of uh, indie game characters so that he can escape a games console. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? I, I, you know, the first, the first No More Heroes is, like, my favourite terrible game ever because I love so much of that game, but, like, it is a shitty, empty, open world that pads itself out way longer than it needs to, and, like, there's a lot of downtime between the fun. But when it's fun, I absolutely fucking love it. Uh, the second one was a lot better in that they simplified it down to, like, there's no big, empty overworld, and all of the minigames to earn money are at least, like, fun 2D things. So, like, this series has gotten better as it's gone on. I'm excited mm. to see a new No More Heroes. That's the game I will play on my Switch. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much the same way. Um, I liked the first one well enough. It uh, had some contentious issues that were deliberate. I mean, it was Suda's design mm. that the game was obtuse in certain areas and kind of wasted your time in others. Yeah. And I got it, 
Like I got the joke. Oh, I got the joke. But I just the didn't joke think it being was funny good. when. Yeah, it, it wasn't funny when it was extended for yeah. hours, um, and I kind of got bored before I got to the end of that. If, one. if I could um, have, so I never if I could it. go back and just do the story cutscenes and the bosses of that game, that's ideally how I would play that game: is just story, boss, story, boss, story, boss. No overworld, no like ramp up to the bosses. Well, games have done it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's everything for this week. Is that a good place for us to do do a wrap up? I'm going to be wrapping that up. Uh, going to get on with uh, some Dirt editing and get on with Destiny 2 as well. Uh, so I will let, yeah, certainly let Gavin get back to his destinies. Uh, Laura, where can people find out more about your work on the internet? Me and my work on the internet. You can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. You can also find me at uh, kotaku.co.uk where I wrote a long in-depth thing about Tracer's butt recently. Uh, that That was pretty fun. Go, go read my thing about Tracer's butt. Indubitably. Yeah, go, go read about butts. I am, glad, I am glad that Kotaku is allowing you to indulge your passions, Laura. I, uh, <laughs> I am very glad that they're willing to let me uh, stay right on brand. your favourite thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, don't worry that going to Kotaku is going to dilute my brand. I can still write, like, 1,500 words about a single butt. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that, that that's only fair that you continue to be able to do that. Oh, and you can also read my review of Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle on the Jimquisition.com. Oh, yes, you certainly can. Yeah. Uh, because 10 minutes after me playing it, Laura got a message in Rimparks. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I actually gave that one a couple of hours and then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to bother with this. I, I, I know me. And I, at some point, I am just not going to want to be bothered. And that, so I, I, it feels appropriate that I got a review, that I got to review it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I was surprised and um, considered myself quite lucky when you said you weren't reviewing it anywhere. So well, the, the, I, I, it's the fitting that you yeah. had one up. The short version was the US site of uh, Kotaku's US team got code early. They did a review when we basically ran their review. So Fair news. Yeah. Uh, fair news. Uh, it benefited me, <laughs> so no complaints from me. And Gavin, how can people listen to that lovely music what you make? Miracle of Sound on YouTube, Miracle of Sound on Twitter, Facebook, and of course on Patreon, which pays the bills. Splendid uh, and tremendous. Yes, and the old uh, Jon Snow song is doing very well, so thank you to everyone for that. Excellent. So yeah, go listen to the Jon Snow song, please. It's not going to fucking kill you. In fact, it, it will give you a lovely day because Gavin's music is lovely and will make your day lovely. So Indeed. thank you for that. Oh, and fun story. Oh, Speaking yes. of my music, I was in the pub a couple of days ago and uh, talking to someone um, about just like games and stuff. And they were like, have you ever heard of Miracle of Sound? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> wow. it was like super... Like pleased to find out <laughs> who they were imagine. talking to, and he was telling me his girlfriend is a massive fan. So I had to like write her name on a piece of paper and say <laughs> hi, and they took a picture of it. <laughs> Aww, <Yeah>. awesome! <sighs> great um, be- it's great being an internet Z-lister. Yeah. It is. It is. It's a. It's a lot of lot of fun. You get some uh, so nice happy little moments. You do. Okay, so thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>